The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic Pet Duo. Well, greetings, pet lovers. We welcome our listeners who tune in each week from around the world. Doc Fleck and I are bringing you the Pet Buzz from the EpiPet Studios. Doc, I want to play my favorite game, true or false, with some of the latest news stories. Are you ready? Yes. Are you up for it? Yes. Okay, because you did. At first, you didn't do so, and then you redeemed yourself, which you got everything right. So let's play true or false. California police told news outlets that a man accused of stealing a golf cart led officers on a slow speed 10 mile chase with a dog on his lap while helicopters filmed from above. Now, Dr. Fleck, imagine no shoes, no shirt, dog on his lap. I'm going to say, quote, unquote, high speed chase with a helicopter filming from above. Is that a true or a false story? True. Absolutely true. True. I think the golf cart got up to 19 miles an hour and was weaving in and out of traffic. Eventually, he jumped off the golf cart with the dog under his arm and ran and police tackled him. The dog was released to relatives and he went for a psychological evaluation And he was charged. Anything bizarre today is actually something that exists. Okay. Here's the next story. Okay. Two-year-old girl, two, walked barefoot for more than three miles with her family's two dogs and was found sleeping on a wooded Michigan trail using the smaller dog as a pillow. She was gone for about four hours when she left the house. They found her around uh, 12 a.m. True or false? Yes. True. True. Her Mm -hmm. name was Thea and she got mad because her uncle told her to go in the house and put some shoes on. So she walked into the house and walked out the front door and the dogs followed her. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have to tell you, one of the dogs was a Rottweiler. So the neighbors got together uh, to help organize a search party. And he had an ATV. He was out in the woods in Michigan. And the first thing he saw was the Rottweiler and the Rottweiler was barking. But when he got off, And he went over the dog that she was using as a pillow, which was like a cocker or spaniel, was barking. They didn't want anyone to get near Thea. So these two dogs were great. They protected this two-year-old. Unbelievable story. Okay, good. Okay, here's another story. And you and I talked about Maya. You remember Maya. She was the dog from the Dominican Republic that went missing um, at the airport in Atlanta. Yes, when her owner was sent to a detention center and Delta offered to keep her. Well, I'm not going to go into the whole story, but do you believe a woman gave up her family's Hawaiian vacation to search for this dog? Yeah, I believe that. True. True. Her name mm-hmm. was Robin Allgood. And uh, you do that. I probably would. Yeah. I'd have to think of, yeah. about it under the circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Not one of those things I answered really quickly, but um, I had posted on the social media channels all goods uh, involvement in the Maya story. And really, as we talked about the true story of what happened to Delta and who were the parties who should be ashamed of themselves. Yes. And there are two big corporations, including my beloved Delta. I'm ashamed of them as well as FedEx. But 
Uh, at the end of the story, PETA offered a $5,000 reward. One of the supervisors at FedEx got a search party together with Robert Elgood and they found the dog. Okay, last story. Grocery store employee was shot and killed last Friday afternoon in Linden, Texas. That's where the Arkansas and Louisiana border meet as he was loading a car with groceries. He was loading the car when he reached in to pet a dog inside of the car and was hit in the chest. One of his co-workers said that a gun went off after the dog stepped on it. Is it true or false? That sounds pretty far fetched. It's true. Oh Police said it, investigation is still pending. They didn't want to say anything. But one of the co-workers said that the dog stepped on the gun and it went off. And that's when he what got was a hit. loose gun in the backseat of a car. For I know. Him. Innocent, poor dog. Imagine if the dog, you know, got injured as well. But uh, a young man, he was uh, a small town. He worked at a grocery store and he was just helping a customer out by loading the groceries in the store. And what a dog lover. So today I'm going to dedicate this show to him because it was uh, it's that's a tragedy for the love of dog. Just because he wanted to pet a dog, feel better and make himself feel better. It is pretty silly for you to stick your hand in a in a strange car with a strange animal. But he was already in the car loading the groceries in the back of the car. So it was already in the car and maybe the dog didn't say anything or, you know, bark or growl. So he reached his hand. And I mean, I mean, imagine if you're loading groceries, you're kind of head and arms are going in there. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. The investigation is still pending, although it is deemed accidental. So, I mean, I think a lot of times, you know, just like we worry about kids and guns leaving these we have to do the same thing when we're with our dogs. Oh, good job, Dr. Fleck. You got every single one. <laughs> I think except for the last one. No, that's true. But and that's an un- unusual circumstance. I mean, you know, you're saying some of these sound preposterous. I mean, that one does. I had to read that one over three or four times. And I also had to think about using it. But I think it like I said, it went to the fact that one has to be careful. You know, we don't want to leave things around our house like shoes and other things dogs can get injured by. But we also have to consider by leaving things out, our dogs can injure other people. Every day there are incredible stories about pets in the news. But Dr. Fleck, we got to move on with the lineup. So can you give us the lineup for today? Yeah, this week on the Pet Buzz, we're talking about the return of CBS's Lucky Dog with dog trainer Brandon McMillan, Himalayan cats dumped in Maryland, the creation of a National Service Animal Creation, and... And it's that time of the year, Halloween. And although humans love this time of the year because we enjoy carving jack-o'-lanterns, trick-or-treating, wearing scary costumes, visiting haunted houses, and throwing spooky parties with lots of candy. But for our cats, this Halloween can be dangerous, and very stressful. Well, our next guest, my friend, certified feline behaviorist and author Beth Edelman is going to share some tips with us to help keep our feline family members safe with a few simple precautions. All I can say is welcome back to the Pet Buzz, Beth. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Charlotte. It's so great to be here. I love coming on your show. Oh, I love that. So, Beth, why is it necessary especially if we have a black hat that we should keep them inside this time of the year? Well, you know, there are a lot of lingering superstitions about black cats. You know, these come from the Middle Ages. I don't know why they're lingering, but they are. 
So there are people who are afraid of black cats. There are people who hate black cats. There are crazy people who do satanic rituals with black cats and other things. And so, and it's not just black cats. I mean, black cats tend to be the targets more often, but all cats. So this is a time of year when, unfortunately, the, the crazy the crazies are more active. And especially the people who don't like cats are more active. And so it's really important to keep your cat safe. Well, lately, if you have visited the supermarket, you can't miss the candy. Talk to us about keeping candy out of cat's paws reach. First of all, like the open bowls of M&Ms, no way, because your cat's going to take those. He's going to grab a bunch of them. He's going to bat them all over the room. So first of all, there's going to be M&Ms everywhere, but also you might eat a few. Chocolate is very dangerous for cats. They shouldn't be eating it. Sugar overload is dangerous too. And remember what counts as sugar overload for them is a lot less because they're just little animals, you know, they don't weigh what we weigh. So a handful of M&Ms is not that much for us. That's a lot for a cat. Have candy, but keep it put away. Yeah. Don't put it out. Also, things that are fuzzy, like the spiders often have fuzzy legs and that. Pay attention to that because cats like to chew on fuzzy things. And if it's fuzz, that can easily be removed and swallowed. Mm-hmm. That be a problem. One of the things that I bought, um, that I just bought, is a tree. It looks like a Christmas tree, except it's black. So I would also think that a lot of cats might even want to still climb a Halloween tree. So if you have a Halloween tree... It, the best way to keep a cat from climbing it is just to put stuff around the bottom mm-hmm. that discourages them from climbing. I mean, I have to say, honestly, I do not have a Halloween tree, but I do have a Christmas tree. And what I do is I wrap empty boxes and I stack them really tight all around the bottom of the tree so that they just can't get up under it. Um, and you can do that with Halloween stuff as well. You could just wrap boxes in shiny, plain, shiny black paper. We're up against a commercial break, but one quick question. Give us a yes or no answer. Beth, we love scary costumes for Halloween, but do our cats really like costumes? No. no. Okay. You're going to finish that thought after we come back. We're going to take a commercial break and be back with a cat behaviorist, uh, Beth Edelman. Also up next is Celebrity Pet Buzz and Flex Facts. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and our buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. A Rottweiler named Whiskey with hours to live brought back to full health. A terrier named Snoopy, paralyzed in all four legs, who ran and played again within months. These dogs are known as Marty's Miracles. Dogs brought back to health by Dr. Marty Goldstein. I've helped countless dogs thrive with one simple concept. Your dog needs a high meat diet similar to what their ancestors ate in the wild. Called the Miracle Worker by Forbes Magazine, he's now created a premium dog food for you called 
Nature's Blend. It's the easiest way to support your dog's easy digestion, nourished skin, playful energy, and most importantly, their healthy, full life. For a limited time, save up to 54% off Nature's Blend and get free premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. Text love to 511-511. I'm so confident your dog will love it. Your order is backed with a 90-day guarantee. All pets are unique. Your pet's results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. You'd never knowingly feed your pup mystery meat or spoiled grocery store food. So why are those some of the most common protein sources in kibble today? Yep, the dog food ingredient, meat meal, can be made of spoiled supermarket meat and packing plant scraps. I'm veterinarian Dr. Marty Goldstein. Your dog needs a biologically appropriate diet similar to what they would eat in the wild. That's why I developed Nature's Blend, a freeze-dried raw food made with premium cuts of meat, omega-3 rich seeds, and superfood veggies and fruit. Bailey is 12 years old. He has been on your food for nine bags now. Nature's Blend is pantry safe and has zero artificial preservatives, additives, filler, or meat meal. He's got more energy, able to run around and play when our grandson comes. For a limited time, save 54% off Nature's Blend and receive a free pack of premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. I can't thank you enough. He's 12 and I'm enjoying every day with him. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Text stop to opt out. Thank you for joining us on the Pet Buzz. The show is hosted by the dynamic pet duo. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Well, we're back with author and certified feline behaviorist Beth Edelman discussing Halloween. Beth was going to give us the skinny on cats in costumes. So if you look on social media, 100% of the cats in costumes that you see are looking pissed off. They're really looking angry. And it's because cats do not like to wear clothes. That feeling of having stuff on them, it's very uncomfortable. We used to think it was just like they were like making evil faces, but it's really because they're wearing costumes. Yeah, so so here's the thing. You know, if you, first of all, don't use your cat as a social media prop. Your cat is is a living sentient being who loves you. And I know you love your cat too. So they're not a prop and you can't use them as a social media prop. So I'll say two things. First, naked cat, already a cool Halloween image. But second, if you want to do a little Halloween thing for your cat on social media, you there are nice collars, fabric collars you can get that are printed, you know, with Halloween themed fabric, little, you know, metal um excuse me a plastic snap buckle you can put a nice halloween collar on your cat you can also take a picture of your cat investigating the pumpkin investigating the the halloween tree you know and your cat with the with the um skeleton cat really cool photo so there's no that is a cool photo and i actually like the pumpkin i have giant pumpkins and they're outside my house right now and they line the driveway it looks kind of cool you know I'm kind of curious, you know, I'm thinking about going from the, I'm actually imagining myself opening the door and looking at all the pumpkins. But, you know, on Halloween night, the doorbell is, like I said, is a ringing. How can we prevent our cats from being door dashers and bolting out of the door when we get all those trick or treaters coming begging for candy? So I really am a big believer in closed door between the front door and your cat. So if you have, you know, a foyer, a hallway, that kind of thing with a door, you want to just keep that door closed so that you're in the foyer, front door is open, foyer door is closed. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a setup like that, 
put your cat in, in a room behind a closed door. And it's not a punishment. Remember, it's to keep your cat safe. So you want your cat, if he, if he or she is in a room, you want them to have water and something to nibble on and a litter box and some water and maybe a couple of treats or like a little treat ball or a food toy that they can play with. So it's not like scary, but you know, you really need to keep your cat safe. Even cats who typically aren't door dashers, if the door is open for a long time, they sometimes get curious and investigate. So I'm a big believer in Halloween night, your cat's behind a closed door. What can we do to neutralize that stigma? How can we um, help black cats and black dogs? That's such a great question. You know, and I foster kittens and and my my black kittens, I will say, are a lot harder to take good photos of. Um, it's hard to see their faces clearly and how expressive and beautiful their faces are. And I work a lot harder at it with my foster kittens to get good pictures that I can use for the organization I foster for. So if you're really good at photography, one of the great things you can do is offer to take pictures of the black cats and the black dogs that um, that are up for adoption so that really sweet, expressive, lovely pictures can be posted. Um, you can also, if you have a black cat or a black dog, get them out on social media and, and make sure that your posts are positive so people can see, oh, you know, look at my sweet cat Luna and she's just the cuddliest, most adorable, most wonderful thing. And get it out there so that people can start to see positive examples of black cats, you know, that, that they are just quite lovely. Um, another thing that you can do is, is feature on your own social media, black cats and dogs that are up for adoption um, through groups that you support or, or feel good about. Um, I also love the idea of just kind of, you know, at, at Halloween, maybe even having a party or something like that where you can feature black cats and black dogs that are available for adoption. I think that's just such a sweet idea. Yeah. And I don't think you necessarily need to have them at the party, but you can also have great pictures of them. And I like that idea of um, of actually, if you're a photographer, donating time to a shelter because black cats and uh, black dogs are very hard to photograph. Um, but I think those are some great ideas or you can make a pledge. So this is what I decided to do this year. This year, I don't I never really have a lot of trick or treaters, but for every trick or treater that comes to the door, I'm going to put aside $2 to donate to a local shelter. And if I only have 10, then I'm going to do $5 because I think it would be just a nice way to um, help promote uh, cats and dogs. And the other thing that you can do is um, if you have any, this is a time of the year where a lot of people start cleaning up for the holidays. If you have some old um, toys or things that you can donate, check out your local shelter's wish list and try to fulfill um, anything they need between now and the end of the year. I think that's a great idea. That's a fabulous idea, Charlotte. Well, thank you, Beth. Well, um, you know, it's always great having you. It's always um, great sharing your advice with uh, Peppa's listeners, uh, especially now. Um, thank you so much for offering your great safety tips for cats at Halloween. Can you give us a website where we can learn more about you and cats and Halloween? So my website is bethedelman.wixsite.com backslash cat behavior. Fantastic. Well, just to remind you, that was Beth Edelman. She's an author, certified feline behaviorist. She is also one of our very valued Pet Buys Advisory Board members who comes on the show a few times a year to share her expertise about cats. Uh, especially now, we appreciate her sharing Halloween feline safety tips. 
speaking of cats, the ultimate cat lady was prowling around town. That's New York with her colony of celebrity friends. And now the latest news about celebrities and their pets. It's obsession. Aren't they cute? What's the name? What's the name? Well, cat lover and queen Taylor Swift was seen all around the town with her colony of celeb friends, including Sophie Turner, Blake Lively, Selena Gomez, model Gigi Hadid and Zoe Kravitz. You know, we forget sometimes when we see Taylor with her whole kitten and caboodle of friends that she really is the ultimate cat lady. Her fur kids include Meredith Grey, Olivia Benson and Benjamin Button, all of whom are Scottish foals. They have the folded down ears that she openly adores. Check them out on her social media pages. Well, according to people, the Grammy winner has also said that her beloved cats have had some influence over her career. So, for example, in 2019, she told Time, I have cats. I'm obsessed with them. I love my cats so much that when a role came up in the movie called Cats, I just thought I got to do this. In fact, Swift even attended cat school on set to prepare for her role. The singer has spoken several times over the years about why she developed for such an affinity for cats. Telling time they're very dignified and they're very independent, just like Taylor. Up next, the I like you of the week. I'm talking about sweater weather. Does your pet have dry, flaky and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, epi-pet.com. EpiPet is another proud sponsor of the Pet Buzz. So I'm a cat. And I just moved in with this new human. And she's got this little toy she's always playing with all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese. And guess what? Egg rolls showed up like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. What if you could help turn back the clock and help your dog play like a puppy again, no matter their age? Introducing Dr. Marty Pet's Nature's Blend, a premium freeze-dried raw dog food called the Miracle Worker by Forbes magazine. Dr. Marty is now helping dog parents right at home. I've helped countless dogs thrive with one simple concept. Your dog needs a high-meat diet similar to what their ancestors ate in the wild. Nature's Blend is designed to support your dog's healthy lifespan with turkey, beef, salmon, duck, seeds, veggies, and fruit, and with zero artificial preservatives. When given the choice between Nature's Blend and Amazon's number one bestseller in dry dog food, 29 out of 30 dogs chose Nature's Blend first. For a limited time, save up to 54% off Nature's Blend and get free premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. Text love to 511-511. I'm so confident your dog will love it. Your order is backed with a 90-day guarantee. Study available upon request. Message and data rates may apply. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the best in pet talk radio, where we focus on enhancing the bond between pets and their people. I'm pet Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian, Dr. Michael Fleck. Let's kick off this segment with the I Like You of the Week. It's sweater weather for you and your pet. 
It's genius. It's to die for. I like it. Your pet doesn't have to be from the 313, a.k.a. Detroit, to wear the good-looking jumper from the American Heritage brand, Shinola. Carolina Pet Company teamed up with Shinola to create a fitted pullover design featuring a rib neck and a base with front leg holes. The knitted acrylic construction features the Shinola brand stripe in the fall colors of black and brown with the Shinola logo on the back and the Shinola lightning bolt woven into the chest of the sweater. It's machine washable. All you have to do is just lay it flat to dry. Available in sizes small, medium, and large, extra large, 2XL, and 3XL at a cost from $55 to $90. For more information, visit carolinapetcompany.com. That's C-A-R-O-L-I-N-A-P-E-T-C-O-M-P-A-N-Y.com. Mail call. You've got mail. Dr. Fleck, this question is for you. It's from Wendy from Michigan. So she writes, Dr. Fleck, my pet is scratching and itching a lot. I'm wondering if it has to do with this new food. Could he be allergic to it? Yeah, if a pet seems itchier than usual or is chewing on the feet, scratching their underarms or even the face or feeling like it's a hot spot, people often assume it's a food allergy that is to blame. While diet can be a component of pet skin issues, an actual food allergy is generally unlikely. Only about 10% or less than that, really, of pets have real food allergies. The other 90% plus of itchy, uncomfortable pets are typically some sort of inhaled allergen, just like us, or a flea allergy. Provide your pet with regular monthly flea and tick chewables or topicals, use pet-friendly cleaners and allergy-free detergents to wash toys and bedding. Don't forget about that. Schedule an appointment with your veterinarian and discuss allergy testing. It may not be cheap, but it will save you and your pet time, grief, and money in the long term. That was a great question that she asked and a great answer by you. And a lot of those things you don't think about, like even when you mentioned the pet friendly cleaners um, that, you know, you're washing beds and your toys with. Yep. You know, I mean, you always talk about hot spots at some point and flea dermatitis because that's probably one of the most common uh, skin problems, correct? It is. And and the, the, the term for environmental allergies is called atopy. And if we look at the dog and the and its behavior compared to ours, I mean, they're outside rolling in the grasses, got their nose down to the to the grass while they're searching out whatever they search out with their their nose. And all of those things just add to increasing what they're getting in the environment than what we do normally. Sure. We just mostly inhale things. So with them having a higher number or frequency of allergies, it just makes sense. Well, it seems as our next guest is on the phone. 
So Charlotte, can you introduce the next guest, please? Sure. Since the founding of our country, service animals such as dogs, cats, horses, mules, homing pigeons, dolphins, sea lions, and others have provided vital assistance to veterans, persons with disabilities, search and rescue, military, and law enforcement. They have been performing essential duties and untold acts of valor alongside American citizens and officers for centuries. And this is why I'm excited to talk to our next guest about the National Service Animal Memorial. And joining us today is Susan Bahari, a world-renowned sculptor of service animal monuments, one of the foremost artists specializing in honoring the animal-human bond. Susan Bahari is a leader in raising awareness of the contributions and sacrifices of service animals and their handlers. In 1994, Susan created our country's first official and iconic war dog memorial, Always Faithful, unveiled at the Pentagon and installed at the Marine Group's War Dog Cemetery at the U.S. Naval Base in Guam. Susan has created so many service animal human bond sculptures, but one of my favorites is the Bronze of Sully for the George H.W. Bush Presidential Library and Museum commissioned by America's Vet Dogs. Susan, welcome to the Pet Buzz today. Well, thank you very much for having me. Dr. Fleck was so excited because he lived in Guam for many, many years. So he got all sparkly eyed thinking about his experience in Guam and thinking about that statue that you built. I wish it had been there when you unveiled it. Oh, I wish it had. Before we get started, Susan, I wanted to ask you about how dolphins and sea lions work as service animals. Yeah, they're amazing. You know, they can um, they can retrieve fallen equipment. Uh, and that's very critical. They can detect intruders and alert the Navy. And they can detect mines, all very important things to provide for our safety and security. Now, were they trained by the Navy? Yes, the Navy has a mammal program in San Diego. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Now, what about sea lions? Well, the same thing. The sea lions do the same kind of work. And uh, it's really amazing. I mean, they have a lot of sophisticated equipment that they utilize and they seem to enjoy it. Uh, they're treated well and it's amazing to see them in action. I've seen some film of it. So cool. So, Susan, talk to us about how this project, the National Service Animal Memorial, came about and where will it be built? Well, this was an idea that I thought of about five years ago. And it went through a process where we got a charitable foundation put it forth and uh, a wonderful board. And we went through Congress and had our bill signed by the president at the end of last year into the omnibus bill. And uh, now we're authorized by Congress to build the memorial on federal land, which is so exciting. Uh, and we've had tremendous bipartisan support and support from the general public. So now that we're, we need to raise the funds to build the memorial, as is the case with all the memorials that you see in DC. Um, and then once, uh, as we get past the site selection, which is our next phase, uh, then we go into the arts commission phase where we will work with them to develop the design, finalize the design. And then 
when the funds are in place, we can go ahead and build. Isn't that exciting? It is exciting. I mean, having it signed by the bill, signed by the president, implemented <laughs> into the omnibus bill. And it happened very quickly, correct? Yes, it's one of the fastest bills to ever pass related to animals. We're very proud of that and excited. And and it really has, our project has a wide umbrella. We cover uh, so many areas of importance um, for the service and sacrifice of the animals and their handlers who've served since the founding of our country, whether in law enforcement, military, search and rescue, uh, assistance animals such as guide animals or assistance animals that help people, uh, whether veterans or citizens. So we have a wide and, and really honor people with disabilities who work with a lot of these dogs. So we feel that it can really bring people together in a beautiful way. Sounds like it. Sounds Absolutely. to me as though we've added pets and animals to motherhood and the flag. Hey, Susan, we're up against a commercial break. Can we have you come back and visit with us here after the break? Absolutely. Oh, great. We're going to take a commercial break and return in a buzzworthy minute. In our next segment, we're going to have more of Susan Bahari, and we're also going to have global pet news and tell me something good. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck here at the Pet Buzz. We are urban, suburban, and, and country. Well, we're back with Susan Bahari, a world-renowned sculpture of service animal monuments and the force behind the National Animal Service Memorial. Uh, it's so It sounds so exciting. Dr. Fleck, you had a question. How long will it take to build that memorial? Well, you know, some of these uh, questions are very good. We don't have all the answers yet, <laughs> but I would say that it'll be at least five years due to the whole process involved in doing these kind of memorials. It'd be at least five years till we can get it up and running and perhaps as much as six or seven years until it's open to the public. Wow, that's a long time. How many people would be involved in building this project? It's going to sound enormous. Well, I could take a wild guess and say maybe <laughs> maybe a hundred people wow. if you think about I mean, if you thought about every specialist, every consultant, every professional. But this is really also a grassroots effort. We need everyone's help to make this happen. It's very interesting. It's a great way for children to learn. They love animals and they love stories. They I know this from my personal work with children talking about this, that they love to hear some of the wonderful stories of these animals and what they've done. Uh, it sounds so exciting. Dr. Fleck, you had a question. Yeah. Most importantly, how will the memorial be funded? Well, we um, can it can be funded anywhere from individual donations to large corporations uh, we have to raise millions of dollars. We don't know the exact figure yet, but 12 to $15 million to build it and get this done. So we'll, we'll need some very dedicated people to help make this happen. That's a lot of money. And then, of course, the government's involved by providing the space. Sure. The property for this. That's wonderful. 
Sure. You know, today people are not really that interested in history. So if this gives children the opportunity to learn more about history, I'm thrilled for that because most kids, you ask them about George Washington or Samuel Adams or World War One or World War Two. They really can't tell you anything, but they can tell you about the latest video game. And again, this is less controversial. Mm -hmm. You know, this is when we deal with our pets, we deal with animals is probably the most positive bipartisanship that we can see and even in our education in schools. No, and that's true. And I think this is a great way to get kids learning and kids mm -hmm. reading. So many applause for you, Susan. We're excited to have you on the show. Um, you know, you can if you have if you've seen Susan here on the Peppas or heard her on the Peppas, Susan's been around. She's been on Fox. She's been on CNN and networks all over the country talking about not only her works of art, but this project. So I'm so excited that she's here talking. Um, now, I'm not surprised, Dr. Fleck, because <laughs> you always like to ask those money questions. How are things funded? That's back from your days of public service. I'm curious. I mean, other than the fundraising, Susan, what other challenges do you anticipate creating this memorial? Well, you know, it's a good question. I at the moment, I really don't anticipate much of a challenge. I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward. You know, we get the funding, we go through the necessary steps that are all outlined very specifically in organized fashion by the government. And you go through these steps, which are all outlined, and, um, you know, you work with the Arts Commission and you get through it. I, I really don't anticipate much of, a, of a, a difficulty. I think, you know, right now the fundraising is critical, but um, that kind of builds in time as time goes through and as time goes on, it builds and builds in terms of interest and funding. You know, very, very positive about it. Susan's one cool cookie when she's talking about working with the government. Many politicians <laughs> should be inspired by this lady getting this work done in such a timely way and then just staying so positive. I mean, the hard work is just starting with the fundraising, but it's refreshing to see somebody. <laughs> right, Dr. Flack? Yes. So how can our listeners help? Well, you can go to our website, the National Service Animals Memorial dot org. NationalServiceAnimalsMemorial.org, and uh, you check us out, and we have a we have a donation page as well, and we have our education page. And please see what we're all about and spread the word. Susan, thank you so much for joining us today. Lastly, give us your website so we can learn more about you. You work in the National Animal Service Memorial. Yeah, give it to us one more right time now. to make sure yes. that we got it down. Our listeners heard you. Okay. National Service Animals Memorial .org. Well, that was just to remind you that was Susan Bahari, an international renowned sculpturist known for her service dog depiction. She is the force behind the National Animal Service Dog Memorial. I'm going to suggest that you go to that website, learn about the project. If you can give a dollar, if you can give $5, if you can give 10 or 10,000, or wouldn't it be nice if she got a $10 million donation that would really put her on her way. But anything that you can give, because I think this will be a wonderful monument for the country. That's so kind. Appreciate it. 
if you have listened to the show for a while, you know that I love Himalayan cats and have had several cats and have showed Himalayan cats. So when I heard animal rescuers have been baffled by scores of kittens dumped in Maryland parks, I was truly upset. And now, Pet Buzz News from around the globe. So when the Montgomery County Community Cat Coalition was contacted in mid-August about six Himalayan cats living outside in a park in Montgomery County, Maryland, the all-volunteer organization was not aware about what it was going to discover. There were nearly 50 of these Himalayan cats dumped at various parks around the Wheaton, Maryland area, as it turned out. More are still being discovered nearly a month later. And unlike the cats MC cubed normally deals with, these Himalayan cats and kittens aren't feral. These Himalayans are indoor pet cats. The organization posted on its Facebook page that the cats were scared and hungry, but otherwise in good shape. But where these cats came from is still a mystery. It sounds to me like a backyard breeder got overwhelmed and decided to dump cats or a hoarder of himmies died and the relatives dumped the cats on the street. Either scenario is possible and shame on you, whoever you are, for dumping these poor cats. If you actually went to an organization or Himalayan rescue, someone would have helped you. Let me tell you, with this piece of pet news, we got lucky. News of the day got you down? No worries. Pet trendologist Charlotte Reed is here with Tell Me Something Good. This is a necessity like air and oxygen. Tell me something Brandon McMillan will return to host the 11th season of Hearst Media Production Group's Lucky Dog with starts October 7th. The show will air as Lucky Dog reunions in the CBS Weekend Educational Informational Block. Lucky Dog, which debuted in 2013, focuses on rescuing and rehabbing dogs. McMillan returns to Lucky Dog Ranch in this new season, where he'll revisit memorable episodes from his seven seasons as host. He'll watch along with the audience as he revisits his experience rescue and training shelter dogs and pairing them with families for a long-term basis. And at the end of each episode, McMillan will reunite with the original families to find out how the adopted pets are doing. All I can say is now that's something good. So glad that you're going to be back, Brandon. Well, did you hear the bells? By now, you say the same thing. You could stay here forever, I'm sure. I wouldn't, but you would. Sharing what we know with our listening audience is wonderful. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. Sharing what we know and what we find out and what we learn from doing the show and having such great guests is is wonderful. It just kind of keeps it interesting week after week. It is for us. Well, before we go, we want to give you a preview of next week's show. Next week, we're talking about Halloween, my favorite time of the year. I got to get the studio all ready. Okay, Dr. Fleck, would you be so kind as to thank our guests? Certainly. Special thanks to our guests, Beth Edelman and Susan Bahari. And of course, we must always thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of 
of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin, coat, and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. And Dr. Marty Goldstein and his Nature's Blend, Biologically Balanced Nutrition for Dogs. If you have any questions, write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. We'll be glad to share that with you on our next show. If you've missed any portion of this show, visit our social media channels as well as your favorite streaming channel and listen to the link podcast on Monday morning. And most importantly, remember, we're here each week to help you take better care of your pet. Peace out and pet love. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. www.thepetbuzz.com Learn more about us, the show, and our guests. You'd never knowingly feed your dog sawdust, but it's one of the most common fillers found in dog food today. Even the ones labeled healthy can contain powdered cellulose, otherwise known as wood pulp. I'm veterinarian Dr. Marty Goldstein. Your dog needs a biologically appropriate diet. That's why I developed Nature's Blend. She developed an aggressive cancer. She was put on pain meds just to help cope. She was limping through life and got very, very dopey from the pain medication. Nature's Blend is made in North America and is pantry safe. Not only did it pique her interest in wanting to eat again, but it started to give her some energy. After she eats, she gets very playful, has a lot of puppy moments, and she'll be 14 this summer. For a limited time, save 54% off Nature's Blend and receive a free pack of premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash love or text love to 511-511. I guarantee it with a 100% 90-day return of your purchase price. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Text off to opt out.